my friends, Pastor Daryl here, and you're listening to Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. And I, again, I thank you for tuning in today and hanging out with me, if you would, checking it out. I appreciate it. And if you would, I'd like to open in a word of prayer. Dear Lord God, again, this day, I give you all the honor and the glory, Lord God, and I thank you for the work you've done in my life and the life of those around me. And Lord, I pray and ask that you continue to work through me in a way that I may be an effective tool used for your glory, Lord God. Again, I thank you and I pray, Lord, that if somebody hears this little word today, that it does not fall upon deaf ears, that I may have the ability to reach out and touch someone, encourage someone, lift someone, or maybe guide them in a direction to give them some insight into you, Lord. I just thank you in honor Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, here I am again, sitting in my office at the church, and uh, it's a Monday morning, as usual. I try, I try to do every Monday. I shouldn't say as usual, but for the majority, I, I try to do Monday mornings. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did a word yesterday, and I, I kind of want to just kind of go off that a little bit today because that's really, really been on my heart a lot. And I'm actually, the same scripture I used yesterday, I'm going to talk with today, and the Lord's led me to a different direction, same scripture for a different word next week. So we'll see where it goes. And, hey, you know, let the Lord do his work because every time I try to do it on my own, I screw it up. But anyway. I am in John. John 14 actually is what I preached on yesterday at the church. And uh, I, I actually read uh, like verses 15 through like 29. I just want to hit on that's That's a good read. You need to read it because there's a lot into it. I, I don't necessarily think we have to go through the whole thing, but you know what? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We're here. So that's what we're going to do right here, right now. I'm going to read you John 14, 15 through uh, let me see where I want to stop here. Give me an insight here. 15 through 29. It says, If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells within you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and then the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live. You will also. You will live also. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will continue, he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I had said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, let neither be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. 
And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Now, read all that, and to be honest with you, I'm just going to hit on a few points. I ain't going to go into a long, drawn-out sermon like I did yesterday, if you would or not. But let me start. I want to start by saying this. I have had promises broken to me as I have broken promises to people. I have been let down by people as a soul. I've let down people. All right? What you can take from the Word of God and from what I've read today, real simple. God's telling us, I will never leave you or forsake you. Now, now, now you've got to understand from the onset, from the beginning, from the day one, from the, 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 the beginning of our journey, from the first breath I've ever taken to the very last, from the start to the finish, Jesus gives us choices. Now, he always, well, let me say this, he always gives us choices to kind of draw near to him. So you see, he desires for us to have this relationship with him. He, he chose us, understand it, he chose us. And then he gives us the choice whether or not we'll choose him. Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I go back to the majority of us have been hurt by people. But uh, you think about it, though. Life, the truth is, life is hard. And it doesn't usually come with this, uh, this uh, roadmap or, or, or a clear set of directions and how to work your way through it or how to navigate through these different relationships or these hardships we face but but i want us to understand us for us as a believer as a follower of christ jesus said he said he he, he will not leave us or forsake us and he talks about this the whole bible from the old testament into the nude uh, see he jesus will not leave the believer meaning meaning I'm talking those who have put their faith and trust in him, in Jesus himself. We can, ex we can expect Jesus as he says those words to us. Now understand, you look around us, America, man, we're in trouble. Uh, the, the, the glue that it's held us all together has kind of been removed, if you would. You, you, you think about it, this country was born or, 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 or uh, came about or directed uh, by God and sought out as a place to, 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 uh, to bring honor to God, a place that was built off biblical principles and, and, and well, it was held together by the promises of God. See, th there was a covenant made between God and, and people, us of the United States, if you would. This covenant said, I will be your God and you will be my people. Friends, for some time now, it's been unraveling. But it's not because God does not want to be our God. It's because we say no to him. We don't want him to be our God. You know, there's a separation and a division throughout our country, throughout the world. is just, well, I guess you could say ungodly if you would. A little. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Uh, I want to say this. In our text today, when you read this text and you go through and you sound and you think about it, Jesus is actually talking to his disciples. And, and, and you, would say, you could say he's trying to comfort them or, 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 or give them instructions, if you would. But most of all, he's showing him promises. The promises that he would not have to, they, they, that they would not have to do things 
on their own or in their own strength, that Jesus would be with them. And we see that it's not just words. I mean, these were his promises. I will not leave you. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he, he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Wow. If you love me, he says, I will empower you. Love for Christ is proven and demonstrated. And I, I spoke this yesterday, too, and this is important, my friends. Our love for Christ is proven or demonstrated by our obedience in all that he says. You see, I talked about him. He, we have this comforter, this counselor, this advocate, uh, an intercessor, or the, the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's where I'm at, the Holy Spirit. And, and he's the Savior who, who, who can move mountains, who protects, defends, and saves us from ourselves and, and, and again, our enemies. Hmm. In his place, we have this Holy Spirit. He came to end the curse of sin in our lives, all right? Jesus was saying to his disciples, when I go, he will come. And that same thing applies today to you and I. Jesus prophesied that he must go so the Spirit could come. And I talked about this yesterday, and he's kind of showed us multiple ways that He's returned from the dead and was resurrected. That's already done. Uh, he will return a second time, which could be one day soon. The truth is the spirit of truth has has come to us with promises of God. Uh, sad part is, now here's here's the sad part. So many in this world don't accept it or, or, or believe it. See, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now I pray, I pray whoever I'm talking today to knows him. I pray that, that, that you are a born-again believer that knows him. For, for, for he is in your life and he will be in you. Understand, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. See, my friends, the, the essential difference between the old and the new covenants in this promise uh, of divine power to believers to love God and to be able to obey God. See, the Old Testament, the power fell upon the servant. You and I to, to accomplish the task from the Lord. The New Testament, this new covenant, if you would, is the power of the Holy Spirit to dwell within you and I, dwell within a believer. The power of the Holy Spirit is a gift of the glorified, of glorified Christ, if you would. The Helper comes so that we can be witnesses to this world that cannot accept him because they do not know him. They need, they need to, to, to know him. So they can experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. See, this is what our world needs, my friends. A lot of Jesus and the power of God working in their lives. Is it Deuteronomy 31 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. See, in a world that encourages us into, into trusting in its system, trusting in ourselves, believing in ourselves, See, we're not to trust. It tells us we are not to trust in anything but self. But I'm telling you, we are to trust the Lord and look to the Lord for our strength. Again, I will never forsake you. You know, definition of forsake is simply as God says that he will not abandon us in our time of need. That's simple. Huh. Many times, like I said, we make promises and we never follow through. A lot of times we can't back up. We don't We don't uh, pick up what we put down, if you would. Now God, on the other hand, he's able. See, we can fully trust that he will honor his word. I mean, 
Look at Joshua. Eh, uh, our Lord spoke to him. He says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you, as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. And then Solomon, he spoke to Solomon as he finished uh, uh, the, the temple, as the temple was completed in, in First Kings, actually. He says, may the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us or abandon us. See, church of friends, peoples, I say this. Once we truly understand the fact that Jesus will not leave us or forsake us, we can understand how we can live out our lives in this uh, this temporary world of confusion and chaos, if you would, okay? This doesn't mean that we will be exempt from these trials and tribulations and all the problems that this world brings about. Not at all. See, when we learn He is enough, no matter what life deals out to us, Jesus is enough. See, that Jesus is enough thing, I've heard that periodically over the years and what does that really mean well, i'm gonna tell you what it means to be honest with you it, it means it, it, jesus is enough for what well uh enough to save us you know hebrews ten fourteen says there is salvation and the one and no one else for there is no one no other name under heaven given among men by which we may or we we must be saved Actually, and also, I think it's Acts 4, 12. Uh, it says Jesus is the only name that can be taken, take away our sin and save us. See, we got to understand Jesus is our provision. Paul wrote it actually in Philippians 4, 19. It says, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hmm. This echoes Jesus' word about God's care for us and his people all through the word. Friends, Jesus is enough to bless us. Paul said that God blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. See, I said this yesterday, and seriously, if you think about this, he didn't say in a few or, or a couple blessings. He said every. And since you can't add anything more to every, then Jesus is truly enough for every spiritual need that you will have. <laughs> Jesus is enough to equip us. See, we have the promise that God's divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything, everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life of, of godliness. Nothing but Jesus is needed. Amen? So is it nothing but Jesus is needed to equip us for living a life that pleases God. Wow. Like I said, Jesus is enough to strengthen us. Paul prayed three times for the Lord to remove a thorn from his flesh. And well, the response was, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. See, when we are weak, it is his strength that carries us. Our weakness only perfects his power. No other power source is needed. Amen. So see, I think so many times we have so many people that's all about self. What, what, what can I do? What did I do? Look at what I've accomplished. Look where I am in life. I've done all these years of schooling. I've got this... CEO job, I'm the best at my field, I do everything. Yeah, that's great, you know, and, and wonderful, I guess. But truth of the matter is, God ain't getting none of that glory. See, when he takes somebody that's broken down like you and I or, or, or a wretched old mess and accomplishes some unbelievable astronomical defeats, or, or not defeats, but accomplishments, and, and, and people look at it and say, how did you do that? Well, I'll tell you how I did that. I didn't. God did. 
God takes the least of these, takes the, 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 the worst of us, the, the, the least of us, or however you want to word it, I don't care. He takes those and he equips us and gives us the ability to carry out his kingdom work here on earth. And when we can do things that we couldn't do, but that are getting done in miraculous ways, that is God working through us. Amen? Jesus is all we need. There is nothing and no one to add to Christ. His person, his work is perfect. When I am weak, it is his strength that carries us. Remember that. Our weakness only perfects his power. Amen. Amen. I, I, I didn't really want, I'm not getting into a whole sermon today. We did, we got a nice long sermon I talked about yesterday, and then we did communion. And I do got to, I do got to say, though, let me close out, and I'll say something else here, though. Uh, no matter what life seems to throw at you, we have to come to understand that Jesus is enough. See, when you're pain, when you're when you're in pain, confused, scared, stressed, weak, hungry, I don't care, tired, lonely, beers, whatever, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and he will guard you uh, against the, the 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 evil one, if you would. I think. Second Thessalonians three verse three. I, I closed with this yesterday in the service. And I think this says it perfectly. It, it, it says, "Jesus is enough, and He will never leave you or forsake you as you as you put your trust into Him." Amen, amen. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot to say today. I just talk, and I kind of. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still on my God high from yesterday. Uh, we do once a month thing. We try to do it every month, at least one Sunday a month. Following service, we gather downtown in Monroe here, and there's a little park, and we gather there, and we say a prayer, and we get this big life-size, full-size cross, big cross, you know, big enough to have a person on, if you would, and uh, we carry it. We carry it through town. We go down and park. We carry it down a few miles, and we we go down, and we go to a uh, restaurant. We'll grab a coffee and sit around a few minutes, warm up, talk, reflect, laugh, kid, have fun, however, and then we carry it back. And in doing so, we carry these signs, too. It says, honk if you love Jesus, redeemed, washed by the blood of Jesus. We don't preach. We don't beat nobody up. We're not yelling nothing out. We're just laughing, loving, having fun, waving. Uh, My favorite signs, honk if you love Jesus. And I got to tell you, yesterday we did this. Now, yesterday, God bless, man. I love this little church I work that that I have that God's given me to work in here. Uh, we have a handful. There might have been 20 of us that braved the, the, the weather, if you will. We had a light rain. It was raining, and then it turned into snow showers. No accumulation, but still, when you're walking in it, and it's cold, and the wind's blowing, and it's wet, you, you know it. But anyway, we, we had about 20, maybe a few over, uh, did this. And uh, like I said, we have this one sign that says, uh, Honk if you love Jesus. And I was so amazed at all the positive honks and waves. You know, you get a lot of these people that yell out their windows and give you that one finger wave as they go by, which is great. I love that, too. I just smile and wave back. You know, I'm doing what I'm doing for Jesus. I'm there just professing my love for him. But uh, we had a lot of positive beeps and waves. And as we walk up to uh, lights, you know, we stop, wait for the blinking thing to turn. And cars would be waiting to turn. And they wouldn't leave till we all walked through. And they just very, very, very receptive yesterday. And, uh, Thank God. I thank you, Lord. I, 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 I love the fact that I have a little church that I serve out of that is on fire. That Now, don't get me wrong. The whole church is, and I got a handful of people that are consumers, 
I got a lot of fair weather Christians. Uh, we don't want to get into that. I preach about that, and I'm I'm the first to let them know. I, uh, I I'm not saying we're the the greatest thing uh, since peanut butter, but I'm saying I got a handful of people that are sold out for Christ that that carry the rest of the pack, and I'm so thankful for the ones that are sold out, the ones that truly truly are trying to grow spiritually, and uh, carrying all the rest of them that just like to sit around and consume along with them. Uh, I know I sound bitter, don't I? Probably am. I, uh, again, I know what I'm called to do. I know what we're called to do. I know what we're expected to do for Christ. And I, I, I know what he'd like to see from us. And uh, I just think we lack in showing him. Uh, we have a lot of so-called people that claim to be Christian but really don't follow. <laughs> I, I, I Try not to use the word Christian too much anymore. I, I, I like when somebody asks me if I'm Christian, I say, ah, I prefer to look at it as a born-again believer of Jesus Christ. I, uh, I'm not a seer. I'm a doer. I, I don't want to get into it and start hashing and bashing people, but we got plenty of, plenty of Christians in this world that are consumers, seers, and not doers, and I think we are called. We are to step out into the world, uh, the Great Commission, go out into the world and baptize and all that wonderful stuff. If you get something in a service uh, on a Sunday morning church and you take it home and just put it under your pillow so you have it for another day and not use what you were given, if you don't go out into the world and take the love of Christ with you, uh, you're just defeating your own your own purpose, if you would. God's called us to go out into a lost and dying world and to show the love of Christ, not beat people, not drag people, not judge people, to love people. And we need to go out into this world and be doing that. We need to be the hands and feet, the eyes and the mouth of Christ. We need to be serving his people, loving his people, carrying his people, guiding his people. And uh, I'm thankful. I really am. Because as small as this little church is, we have 40 to 60 people on a Sunday. And sometimes we'll have as little as 25. And sometimes we may have 85. But I have a strong sold-out crew of dedicated servants for Christ who will really step out beyond and above and do what God needs them to do at any cost because they are truly sold out, and I am so thankful for that. So I'm done ranting now. I just wanted to take a minute today and talk. I, I Again, I thank you for tuning in. I pray you'll continue to tune in, share me with all your friends, and get some other friends to join in, and hopefully we can we can grow, and my goal is to create enough warriors in this world where we can go out and, and, and take on any form of any form of darkness that comes against us and put our, put our feet upon their head and hold them down and just keep the devil at bay. So, again, I just thank you, and I wish you all a blessed and happy day. And until next time, hey, bye for now.